0: This is the day that the Lord has made. Let
1: us delight and be glad in it. We have a terrific person to interview today, State Assemblyman Kevin Kiley. Many of you are wondering, when are these lockdowns ever going to end? Far from ending, they're getting more restrictive. We're back in the dreaded purple zone, and now we even have a curfew going on. We're being told how many people we can have in our homes for Thanksgiving we have to wear masks in our homes if we're allowed to even go in our homes during the Thanksgiving two-hour meeting and so on. So anyway, a couple months ago, we were privileged to interview Assemblyman Kevin Kiley. He was filing a lawsuit against Gavin Newsom. Today, we're going to get an update on the outcome of that because we have had a judgment And we're going to also find out what's happened since the judgment, which I'll give you a preview. It's a lot. So, Kevin, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Could you start out by telling us, because not everybody is familiar with it, tell us uh, kind of in summary what Judge Heckman ruled. I understand the ruling came down literally the day before the election on November 2nd. So, Kind of what was what was the ruling?
2: Yeah, so the ruling was uh, very favorable. Uh, we won the case. Uh, the governor uh, lost, and uh, the judge determined that the governor has violated the constitution uh, multiple times uh, with his executive actions during the COVID nineteen state of emergency. Uh, and she further issued what's known as a permanent injunction to restrain his illegal conduct going forward uh, to make it so that he cannot continue uh, to usurp uh, the powers of our legislature uh, in a way that essentially turns the state into an autocracy.
1: Well, that is certainly uh, as much as we could have hoped for it going back to when we interviewed you. Of course, you never know what the judicial outcome is going to be, right? So it sounds like that was probably as good as could have been hoped for at that that stage.
3: Well, I want to thank you, Kevin, for all the work you've done. You have had a very busy week. And I attended the roundtables that you held on Tuesday, informing the public about the latest developments. And, and you, you were, you were so patient and so helpful in explaining. And we heard so many, uh, stories from people how this is hurting them. And yeah. so, so the, 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 the bottom line, I guess now is Governor Newsom is fighting the injunction that you got imposed. And, and so he's, Tell us, you know, what's he doing to fight it? He's just, you know, coming back tooth and nail, right?
2: Yeah, the governor has uh, gone rushing to the Court of Appeals, and he, in fact, filed the very day after Judge Heckman's decision became final. uh, He filed a massive 73-page petition with uh, almost a 1,000-page appendix of exhibits Trying to get the appeals court to put the uh, injunction on hold, Uh, and he's trying to skip the line of the usual appeals process. He's filed what's known as an extraordinary writ. Uh, He's included all kinds of new material uh, that was not part of the trial, and it is just littered with falsehoods. He tells just false has false statement after false statement that I guess he's hoping the court isn't going to pick up on. Uh, but it's, it's just simply outrageous what he has uh, done here uh, to try to escape uh, responsibility and to try to get uh, himself free from the injunctions or even keep ruling the state by decree. Wow.
1: And- so you were, when we listened to one of your briefings within the last few days, you were, I think they were trying to put a stay on, on this uh, judgment, weren't they? And w- do you have any update on that? Have they been successful on... Putting a stay on this until it's appealed.
2: Yeah, so that's what they want, um, and uh, not exactly. So the court did say uh, that they're putting the stay on uh, until we, we file our opposition, uh, but we've just done that literally just now. Uh, so uh, our hope is that the court will say, okay, uh, you know, it's it's been lifted, or at least will make a determination about whether. Uh, to keep it or not. Uh, and we argue very forcefully uh, in our brief that there should not be a say, that we can't give the governor a green light to just keep violating the Constitution. Hey,
3: well, I have a question. It seems like when he comes up this, with this voluminous amount of material, and as you say, a lot of it's just manufactured, right? False. Uh, he, is he trying to intimidate the judge, like just with this sheer volume of, of bluster? Uh, you know, that's what it seems like. Do you think that? Well, it's
2: hard to say for sure, but it seems seems like he's at the very least hoping that he's not going to get caught with all the false statements he's making uh, that mischaracterize the record that mischaracterize uh, what happened at the trial
1: I guess the. Well, and the, I'm
3: sure you pointed those out.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you oh, stayed yeah, up absolutely. late at night
3: doing it. And we really thank you for yeah, that. Yeah.
1: We, we have the feeling, just have the feeling you would know better than us that you may not have been getting a full night's sleep every night lately. But just. just uh, to, yeah. Just, it's been a busy to, time. Just, <laughs> just, just, just a guess. Well, I, you know, we're going to ask you several different questions and have already, but the million dollar question I think on everybody's mind from a practical day to day basis is what, if anything, does the judgment in your case? Mean for the lockdowns, because, as you probably know, down here in San Diego County, we share with I think ninety plus percent of the rest of the state we're in the most restrictive purple zone now, businesses are going out of are are boarding up for good, and now, in the last what twenty four forty eight hours We also have this curfew going on, which uh, I don't usually get out before 5 a.m., but uh, it's just another turn of the screws, kind of. So what does this mean for the lockdown?
2: Right. Well, um, you know, it's interesting. In this massive filing that the governor has just given to the appeals court, uh, he actually makes his own view on that uh, clear. And uh, he says that he doesn't think that the uh, permanent injunction would affect the lockdown, but he actually makes a pretty interesting uh, concession Uh, where he seems to actually uh, accept that the injunction would stop him from doing things like the lockdowns uh, under the Emergency Services Act, which has been his main uh, basis for doing them. Uh, He just claims that, well, there's actually uh, these quarantining uh, laws out there that give him a way around uh, the injunction that he can rely on, although that is a very uh, suspect argument in itself. And in fact, uh, the Pacific Legal Foundation has a lawsuit right now challenging the lockdown using our precedent the separation of powers theory uh, that won us our case and it makes the additional argument that these other statutes dealing with quarantining uh, don't provide legal authority to the governor either
3: so that specifically targets the quarantine order the stay-at-home order I think that was number eight of his emergency or I mean you know his executive orders uh, but when can we expect a ruling on that because that's the thing everyone's waiting for is when are these blueprint this this balderdash that he came up with. I mean,. <laughs> And, and I say that because many people, including the whole Chamber of Commerce, as you've informed us, uh, have repeatedly asked for the scientific evidence that these lockdowns do mm-hmm. any good and that he's repeatedly right. refused to, to uh, supply that. So That's when, exactly right. So if the we're hoping the Pacific legal case succeeds, but just how long do we have to wait, do you think? <laughs> ah.
2: Well, so the uh, in the Pacific legal case, uh, they actually have a hearing on December 15th to get a court. Poor- Preliminary injunction against the uh, the lockdown, the blueprint, uh, and that's just one of the number of cases that have sort of uh, popped up in the aftermath of, uh, of ours. There's a no- I've heard from a number of different business groups uh, that are preparing the challenges of their own. Uh, so I think that you know the governor's um, uh, you know aut- autocratic uh, grip on our state has uh, never been more legally tenuous. Um, and I know that it's you know shallow comfort when people are having to uh, to live with this nightmare uh, day in day out. When the governor is turning up, cranking in the screws even even more now with the Monday's announcement and now this uh, curfew. Um, I would say there is at least you know some measure of hope on the horizon.
3: Well, and aren't there 50 other lawsuits that are pending, or some number between yeah, 30 along. and 50? I mean, and and, and right. so yeah when you say it's tenuous you you aren't kidding i mean there's there's so many people filing legal actions against him
1: you know? one of the That's points right. that uh that I think you're making Kevin, and we just heard a a remarks made by Tom McClintock this week before the House of Representatives in D.C. He mm-hmm. was noting that this, when you talk about scientific evidence, I think something like eighty percent of all COVID cases currently are being attributed to the home environment. In other words, not the not the business environment. And right. and uh, we go to we go to restaurants in town here in San Diego and. Ask and they haven't had any COVID cases reported. They haven't had any, you know, so-called contact tracing. So once again, and haven't you made that point that they're closing down businesses without showing that there's a causative effect? When when no, that's they
2: s- exactly right. They're they're just kind of doing things in a half hazard fashion without any basis in data or evidence, and are causing uh, you know gratuitous uh, damage. Uh, and perhaps it's even counterproductive because. If you tell people, you know, you're not allowed to do, uh, you know, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the whole alphabet, uh, then that makes it harder to actually do maybe the one or two things that, uh, you know, A, B, and C that might actually make an impact. So, uh, I think that uh, it it couldn't be more wrong-headed, this whole... Uh, this whole scheme that the governor is enforcing and is now even uh, escalating.
3: Well, and it's causing a lot of harm for children, too, being not allowed to go to school, and it's hurting parents. And, and I know if you care a lot about that. You were talking a lot about the damage it's doing with the schools.
1: One of the remarks you made, Kevin, showing that California is one of the most, one of the worst states in this whole thing, and I know it's not the most important issue, but wasn't bowling, closing down bowling alleys, Is there's not too many states doing that, right? I think you made that point.
2: <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm told that uh, the bowling alleys uh, here being closed, we're the only state that's doing it at this point. Uh, it's also youth sports. We're one of only three states that's not allowing youth sports. We're one of only seven states that has a school closure order. We're one of only, I believe, six or seven that has the most restrictive uh, you know, business uh, restrictions. So uh, California has been uh, had the harshest measures, but what do we have to show for? It's not like we're like doing a lot better than right. the rest of the country when it no, comes to any metric. We're all worse.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: we're doing worse. We're, we're noticing that. Well, uh, Kevin, we're yeah. coming right up to the break. Stick with us, folks. We're going to be back in a couple minutes, and one of the things we're going to cover is the hypocrisy of governor newsom himself that's become a national story so be right back
0: there is more biblical citizen let's roll still to come on Cape welcome back to biblical citizen let's roll now here are your hosts Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K Praise.
1: We are talking with State Assemblyman and Attorney Kevin Kiley here on Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. He has won the only lawsuit to date against Governor Gavin Newsom for really abusive autocratic power. So one thing that's made national news, and I've seen it reported on uh, on national stations. You've probably already heard about Governor Newsom being caught at a restaurant we once went to when we could afford it years ago, the French Laundry. But there's a lot of aspects to that, aren't there, Kevin? What, you want to tell us a little bit about your view of that that whole uh, fiasco? Scandal is what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah,
3: it's really
1: yeah. a scandal.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, it is a scandal, and I think that you know uh, when the governor has repeatedly refused to re- provide any evidence uh, that his restrictions do any good. And then when he himself is caught, uh, violating them, uh, you know, that's actually then the only evidence we really have available is his own personal conduct. And so, you know, I think a lot of people are asking, well, if you can have your own kids in private school, if you can have your own, uh, you know, gatherings, uh, in, in crowded quarters, uh, then why exactly uh, are the rules different for the rest of us? And so I think it just sort of provides a, um, Uh, a a real uh, snapshot of uh, everything that has beleaguered uh, this governor's job performance this year.
3: Right. And for those that don't know, uh, Governor Newsom was the night after that he issued the lockdowns, he went to this fancy restaurant with 12 other of his business colleagues and lobbyists and the head of the Medical Department uh, Association. And no masks. They were sitting very close together. They were inside.
1: They were touching each other. Yeah.
3: And then he denied that they were inside. And here, here's the picture of him. He said, no, we were outside. No, he was inside at a very close table with no mask or anything. And so what it shows to me, it's just really obvious that he doesn't even believe his own balderdash is what I call it.
1: Since we're, <laughs> since we're on a Christian you know. station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right.
3: Uh, so, so if he doesn't believe it, if he's not worried about getting COVID, if he doesn't think that you need to wear a mask because he doesn't, he's not afraid of getting COVID, right? No. So there's really, really no basis for it.
2: Well, that's right. And that's, you know, exactly the point I'm making is that, you know, it's it's the only evidence he's provided us as to the efficacy of these policies is his own choice to ignore them.
3: Yeah. So that's just not acceptable. And it's really outrageous, in my opinion. Uh, but my, I have a question. You know, you say that, you know, we're all waiting the outcome of the ruling on the stay. And let's let's hope, hope, hope that the judge sees the clarity of the uh, rightness of your cause and your arguments because it seems clear to us, but... Uh, if you know, let's let's say that the
1: the the the, uh, the ruling or, all goes the right the, way, right? The
3: ruling goes the right way, th- and then it's possible that Newsom will still fight it, right? And then it would go to the Supreme Court, and then maybe the whole Emergency Services Act would be shot down. Or What's the chance yeah, of that?
2: Yeah. And Kevin- well, that's all possible, absolutely. And uh, I think that you know, you would just had the Emergency Services Act in Michigan uh, that was invalidated. So really? I think that you know, yeah, and. In his, uh, you know, decision to pursue an appeal, uh, the governor is certainly taking a risk. But uh, for the time being, you know, our priority is to make sure that this injunction doesn't get put on pause while the appeals process plays out, because that's going to take a while. And people need, you know, we need to have... Our form of government restored now.
3: Right. Uh, well, and I understand that there are there are some lawmakers in Michigan that are also uh, impeaching, or at least bringing up the proposal to impre- they're, impeach. They're working
1: Griffin. to impeach Whitmer, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think we have that statute authority in in our state. Do you know?
2: No, there's no uh impeachment power in in our uh, state of course there is a recall effort going on.
1: Right, and that right. may be even more And we want to uh, we want to ta- we want to talk powerful. about that in a couple minutes. Um
3: But my question, okay, say so let's one more thing just If it, you know, that would be amazing if the whole law got struck down. The emergency services, but let's say it doesn't, and but he keeps fighting it, and he does go into contempt of court. What's the penalty for that?
1: You mean, you mean, if he does get struck down, but he doesn't obey it, right? Exactly, that's what you mean. Yeah, I mean, is there any possibility of that? Do you think that he would even, even an ultimate court ruling that he would still persist in his uh, in his emergency orders?
2: Uh, well, I don't think so. I mean, I think he'd probably try to find a way around it. It's hard to imagine he'd just sort of outright defy a court order. Uh, okay. But he'd, I'm sure, try to find some way to get around it. But we'd, you know, make sure that Uh, We do everything we can to make sure that
3: he he doesn't.
1: Oh, yeah, we need to keep doing that. uh, Something that people are asking us is what can we do? I mean, there are, and we noticed on your forum, your public forums that you had earlier this week, some people were asking that. But for our listening audience here, could you tell us some things that people could do if they want to help you and help, I don't know, whatever we can do to free up our state?
2: Well, you know, I think that... uh, just helping to get the word out about what's going on and how what the governor's been doing is just uh, is blatantly illegal. I think that that's really important that people understand that we're not supposed to have an autocracy. And I think that also working at your local community level, you know, to form. Uh, groups of people who uh, are looking to to change things working with your local city council your school board uh, your board of supervisors and and putting pressure on your legislator as well your assembly member your senator to step up and actually do something to counter what newsom's been up to because the legislature has completely dropped the ball by and large, I mean, the majority has basically taken the year off and has done nothing to stand up to Newsom.
3: And they need to hear from their constituents. Right. We pay them, they don't pay us. I mean, they're supposed to do their duty. So,
1: can you, so can tell, you tell, tell
3: us about your Healthy Communities Resolution as well. Yeah, Real
1: that's cool. on that's Perfect. on your website. That looked pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, so that is a, a product of a conference we had of 15 counties who all sent leaders from their counties, like the chair of their board of supervisors, a couple weeks ago. And we saw a defined Common ground of how we can sort of use our collective voice uh, to push back against the state, and so the um, the resolution embodies four uh, principles that we generally agreed upon about greater local control, about not having restrictions apply on a countywide basis, about opening schools, and about giving greater flexibility for CARES Act funds, and so we formulated that into what we're calling the Healthy Communities Resolution, and now uh, sent it back to the 15 counties. Uh, where hopefully their boards of supervisors will pass it, and of course, you know, other counties are welcome to as well.
3: Great. Well, and some business owners are just talking about staying open open anyway. Since uh, Newsom is in violation of the constitution, then why shouldn't they just keep operating their property? And and that that's an option. Uh, well,
1: Doctor Doctor Scott Atlas, who I'm sure you're familiar with, he's he's a epi- he's not an epidemiologist. I'm sorry, but he is a medical doctor from Stanford. And he's within the administration now. He's part of the coronavirus task force. And he has recommended within the last week that people actually do civil disobedience in terms of opening up their businesses or opening up their, um, whether it's gyms or salons or what have you, even if it's being forbidden by their local governor. So I don't know if you want to comment on that at all, but uh, I, I thought it interesting that someone at the level of... Dr. Atlas um, actually seemed to be recommending some sort of civil disobedience.
2: No, I actually had not seen that. No, I'll have to check out his remarks. Yeah. Uh, that, that is interesting having someone in that position uh, make those statements.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, and Tom McClintock 's talking about it in Congress too about this uh, hypocrisy of of uh, Governor Newsom and saying that this should be a red flag to every American that this is being flaunted like this and that he doesn 't he 's not following his own rules so one thing another one another thing people can do is support Kevin Kiley in his legal efforts. We all need to pray for him, we all need to financially support him. Uh, we're, we're, we're
1: giving you we're giving you an endorsement yeah, here. Well, we well you. deserved. Go to elect <laughs> yes. elect By the way, congratulations, Kevin. You were elected overwhelmingly in your recent election. But go to that website because there's some other things that you can do on that website. Well, to and support, also yeah. also
3: the the recall Newsome effort is really important. And that came out in the roundtables. Is that one thing? That's what we can do is get those signatures. We got an extension for it Uh you know that will get Governor Newsom's attention if he is actually removed from office, and and he, we we believe that he should be.
1: Uh, I'm I'm sure, so. Kevin, that Governor Newsom would not want to have that even even if he were to ultimately win. I'm sure he would not want that qualified for the ballot. Don't you think, given his very uh, um, aggressive uh, or uh, ambitions? Oh
2: yeah, that's exactly right. That's the last thing that he wants. <laughs> But we need to go
3: to recallgavin2020 com. That's where you can download the position and and get more signatures.
1: So we're nearing we're nearing the latter part of our program, and at this point, Kevin, I don't know if we have any more questions. But would you like uh, any final words of wisdom you want to share with our audience?
2: Well, I just want to thank you for having me on and for uh, your your support and for helping to you know uh, keep folks and folks informed about what's going on and uh, trying to you know use. Um, your voice to uh, to you know bring positive change because I know that people are are looking for you know some source of hope right now and are having to you know are going through so much have gone through so much this year uh, and really I think it's when uh, the people of California uh, come together and demand a change of direction that we might actually you know see things turn around not only with respect to this whole 2020 covid disaster but also with respect to california's uh you know future which has been going downhill for some time which i think could still be turned around
1: yes we need to reclaim our government well you are certainly in to put it mildly a rising star on the california scene and that's why we way down here in san diego are looking way up there to sacramento to find a leader that that is really doing something so Thank you so much, Kevin, for being for with us today. And we're going to do everything we can to support you in your efforts. And no matter how much opposition you get along the way, just keep fighting, which I'm sure you will. And uh, we're excited about it. We're excited about your leadership. Thanks.
2: Fantastic. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Well, to bless your neighbor once again, I'm just going to review a couple things. Go to electkevinkiley.com. Support Representative Kiley with your donations. And have a look at that Healthy Communities Resolution. As Kevin Kylie said, this is something that you can directly contact your own supervisor, your, your board of supervisors. If you don't know who your own supervisor is, you really need to know that for a lot of reasons. So go to that. Make sure that you support the Healthy Communities Resolution. And then, as we mentioned, also go to recallgavin2020.com, download the pet- petition, and collect signatures and finally share this information with friends. We need to multiply our efforts. So, thanks so much, and till next week, Bye-bye. bye bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or a sponsor, send an email to BiblicalCitizen at gmail.com. That's BiblicalCitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K-Praise.